Canada's skilled trades education is long due for an upgrade. For new apprentices who grew up in a digital world, stepping onto the shop floor is coming as a shock. Outdated assessments, paper-based logbooks, and protocols around mobile phones can feel like another world. And the journey persons who are teaching them are finding it tough to bridge lifelong knowledge with technological change. To thrive in our digital future, tradespeople will need skills that have not been traditionally taught, skills like virtual collaboration, creativity, and problem solving in digital environments. And we need to teach those skills to help journey persons thrive at all stages of their careers. If we don't, we'll always be one step behind. And to paraphrase writer Eric Hoffer, Canada's tradespeople will be beautifully skilled to deal with a world that no longer exists. I'm Kira Johnston, and this is the Leadership Perspective series from the Conference Board of Canada. Each episode, we sit down with an expert or experts to hear their perspectives on an issue that's affecting the lives of Canadians. With me today is Andrew Beeler from the Conference Board's Education and Skills team, and we're going to talk about skilled trades and the digital divide. Andrew, thank you so much for joining me for today's episode of Leadership Perspectives. Thanks, Kira. Happy to be here. Why do you think so many young apprentices experience a culture shock when they start their training in the trades? Young apprentices, first-year apprentices we spoke to this year, they described workplaces that are changing so rapidly. A young cook apprentice working in a kitchen might be a lot faster pace due to the gig economy and all those food ordering apps, for instance. An automotive service technician apprentice might be grappling with hybrid and electric technologies, hybrid and electric vehicles. The workplaces are changing, the technology is changing, and they're entering really a multi-generational workforce. They're being mentored by journey persons who are an older generation. Many of them are nearing retirement. We have that aging workforce in the trade. It can be a challenging place for young apprentices to find their place. And on the other hand, what do mentors find challenging when they're training these new workers? Mentors, journey persons, they often struggle to find time to keep up with these new technologies. But equally challenging is learning how to engage, mentor, supervise this new generation. They have different communication style preferences. They might be receiving a whole lot of text messages asking about tasks that they may have assigned that apprentice. It can be challenging to adapt to those preferences and to the desire for more workplace flexibility as well, because they were trained in that old school fashion where it was that very structured workday. And it'd be challenging to meet the expectations of this younger generation. And at the same time, learn how to adapt to a workforce that's been so hugely impacted by digitization. In many cases, the apprentices are actually reverse mentoring the journey persons on some digital trends. It's an interesting time within the trades. Everything's changing so rapidly. These generations are having quite different experiences in the workplace. Can you talk to us a little bit about why this generational divide is happening in the first place? We have an aging workforce here in Canada. What is unique in the trades is that the workforce with a trade certification is aging a lot faster than the workforce with a bachelor's degree. Many of these tradespeople are retiring in the next few years. In the near term, we're really struggling to get the completions, the apprenticeship, the certified tradespeople to meet that demand, especially in things like cooks or mechanics. There's huge efforts to engage, for instance, newcomers and women to the trades. But often what's not considered is how can we welcome this new generation into the trades workforce in a way that is attentive to their learning needs and to some of those challenges. 
You mentioned earlier technology plays a big part in this. Let's talk about which trades specifically are changing the fastest when it comes to this digital technology. The automotive trades are experiencing a number of huge impacts related to what's called CASE or connected and autonomous vehicles alongside that whole transition to ride sharing, electrification and so forth. We have a report actually coming out, trends in the automotive sector. Automotive service technicians are really interesting trade here because as a young apprentice in that trade, you're being asked to work on, for instance, hybrid vehicles which you need a lot of digital skills to work on those from information management to do the diagnostics to critical thinking, really, to keep yourself safe working on those high voltage vehicles. But you're not getting the preparation that you should be getting in terms of those essential digital skills that we talk about in the report, those 21st century digital skills, really, that you need to adapt to these new trends. How can we you know, better prepare not only automotive service technicians, but all tradespeople with those essential digital skills, not just how to use a digital device, but virtual collaboration and critical thinking and so forth. Around 20% of apprenticeship training is in the classroom. What barriers are students facing before they even set foot on the job? It really varies. If you talk to a first-year apprentice in the territories, for instance, they might tell you they don't have access to high-speed internet. To look at these videos, to access mobile trade applications, they might have to go quite a long way to attend in-class training. Those geographic distances, the lack of high-speed internet are huge barriers for many of our underrepresented apprentices that really are not addressed. In addition to that, staffing, for instance, a lot of our trade educators, unfortunately, are not adequately prepared to teach these emerging digital skills, especially with everything shifting to online training this fall within the pandemic situation. We're really not preparing apprentices with the type of training they need in class. Some of the curricular barriers are really tough to tackle. Curriculum, to some extent, always lags industry with those emerging digital technologies. But we need to do a better job of reducing that gap and reducing that lag time. Based on the barriers you mentioned moving forward, what needs to happen next for the skilled trades and who should make that happen? First of all, we need to move beyond this notion that digital literacy is just about the ability to operate a device and really revamp our essential digital skills curriculum in the trades to include communication, information management, problem solving in digital environments, all those core 21st century digital skills. And then what we need to do is we need to offer greater breadth of training when it comes to, for instance, on-the-job training. We need to do a better job of ensuring that when an apprentice gets their job placements, they're exposed to a range of different workplaces, a range of different technologies in the job site, so that when they do enter the workforce, they've had experience with a whole range of different techniques and technologies. Shared apprenticeship models are a really great option when it comes to trying to improve breadth of training. We could do a better job just promoting professional development in the trades, especially for those older generation of journey persons. How do we give them the access to the digital skills training that they need and give them access to funding and time away from work to get that upskilling? We need to think more seriously about the fact that trades education doesn't end when you get your certification. Learning is lifelong. And how do we engage across Canada, across our jurisdictions with the Red Seal program, for instance, has a strong role to play here and all the provincial territorial apprenticeship authorities. How do we engage the trades community and really embracing lifelong learning so that we can have stronger digital literacy across generations? What other projects are you guys working on right now? 
We're looking to engage employers from across Canada, especially small and medium-sized employers, to figure out how to make it easier for them to hire and train post-secondary students. All of this is toward that goal of ensuring that every post-secondary student has some kind of work placement opportunity during their first degree or diploma. We've got a long way to go because, unfortunately, employers have a lot of challenges when it comes to hiring and training students. We're trying to reduce those. We're having consultations across Canada towards the goal of our central resource hub. And here, Jennifer Schenkel and Val Walker at the Business and Higher Education Roundtable are taking the lead on this whole Will Resource Hub. And I'm working closely with our colleagues over at the Business and Higher Education Roundtable and, of course, with Matt McKean and Beth and Aliyah and Steve and Maria and our whole education and skills team here at Conference Board. We're all working hard to better understand what employers need when it comes to work integrated learning. Thank you so much for joining me, Andrew. Thanks, Kira. Anytime. You can find all of our research projects as well as our latest COVID-19 coverage at conferenceboard.ca. You've been listening to the Leadership Perspective Series by the Conference Board of Canada, hosted by Kira Johnston and written by Sarah Mells. This series is produced by Jen Duhamel, Nancy Nguyen is our audio engineer, and our executive producer is Michael Bassett. Ideas were also contributed by Rob Collins and Aaron Brophy. For more podcasts, videos, commentary, and ideas, visit conferenceboard.ca.